Good evening, everyone. It is Monday, March 28th, and I think what the highlight is on the weather forecast of this weather map today is the large contrast in temperatures that's going to be experienced in Louisville, Kentucky, also Cincinnati, Ohio, also some other cities, Cleveland, Ohio as well. That part of the country is going to be seeing something that ordinarily only takes place in the plains. Or put it like this, whatever happens usually in that part of the country happens even on a more significant level in the plains in regards to variability in temperatures, but not this time around. The peak contrast in temperatures from cold to warm will be occurring in that part of the country. Temperatures, Louisville, Kentucky, highs on Tuesday, mid-40s, high Wednesday, mid-70s. Cincinnati, Ohio, very similar, highs mid to upper 40s on Tuesday. Temperatures going into the mid-70s for Wednesday. Now, Cleveland, Ohio, is really doing something phenomenal. High temperatures Tuesday, mid-30s, highs on Wednesday, mid-60s, so we still have that 30-degree rise, but Cleveland, Ohio at night, it remains in the 60s. It's just unbelievable. The only place you could find temperatures remaining in the 60s, forecasted places all on the Gulf Coast, the Gulf Coast states. When you go north of that, you do have some areas where you have overnight lows in the upper 50s, and perhaps there's some towns here and there. But, you know, uh, I wasn't able to find anything. You go up to Cleveland, Ohio, an overnight low near 60. No, no place else is getting that. No place in Illinois, Indiana. And then Cleveland, Ohio is getting a two-day warm spell Wednesday. And then Thursday, we go back into the 60s for Cleveland before that cold front comes in. Now, granted, the warm spell is a is of less intensity in Cleveland in a certain way. We're not going to have highs in the 70s. But the nighttime lows remain at 60 degrees or higher. Uh, that's the AccuWeather's forecast. So this has to do with the moisture, and I'm sure dew points playing a major role in keeping those overnight lows so warm in Cleveland. In Antarctica, we had temperatures that went observed at temperatures, 70 degrees above normal. But over there, they're blaming also the increase of energy from the moisture in the upper atmosphere. That's what produced all that warmth. It was not the sun. Over here, it's something a little bit different, but it's the high dew points. That's what's going to be preventing the temperatures from lowering. That's got to be what it is. The question is, why are dew points higher in Cleveland than other places? And it's not because of the lake. It's not. You know, the, the lake, even in the summertime, the lake water temperatures are just way too cold to do anything. Our source for moisture this time of the year is the Gulf of Mexico. That's where it's coming from. So this warmth, really, many, many cities are going to be going through a big jump in temperatures. Here in Chicago, high temperature today in the 30s. Tomorrow, highs go into the low 40s. Wednesday, highs into the 60s, mid-60s. Some areas in Chicago may get into the upper 60s. When you go into downstate Illinois, temperatures go into the low 70s. St. Louis, Missouri, highs going into the low to mid-70s. A major severe weather outbreak is possible on Tuesday, but there's even a higher risk of it happening on Wednesday. This is also unique again because what ordinarily takes place in the plains will be taking place in the south central Gulf states. There's going to be a severe weather outbreak. There's a risk for severe weather in the plains on Tuesday, as there always is. You know, on a scale of 1 to 5, it's at a 2. So it's about a 20% chance within a 25-mile radius. You have a 20% chance that you're going to see severe weather. Damaging winds along with large hail and possibly some tornadoes. But 
The risk is a two on a scale of one to five. It's 20%. They save between 15 and 25%. That's on Tuesday. On Wednesday, the severe weather risk moves east because weather moves from west to east. That severe weather risk moves east, but the, the risk goes up to a three. So we're seeing things that usually would take place in the plains. They're taking place a little bit further east than usual. I don't have an explanation for it right now. But today in the plains, we did see at least temperatures flirted with record warmth. I'm sure there were counties, especially downslope winds off of either the Black Hills or probably even the Laramie Range. I think it's over there. Uh, probably your temperatures, I know they were forecast to go anywhere from 75 to 85. You know, when you're over there, it, it's so dry. And because of the downslope winds, you really have to forecast a large contrast of temperatures just for the afternoon high. So you have highs ranging from 75 to 85. And, you know, counties probably got all of that. Some areas got around 75, some places 85 within a very short distance. Temperatures went into the low 80s for Colorado. And they're going to be seeing downturn. Temperatures are going to go down. The same thing that the Midwest is going to be experiencing like Indianapolis also, a 25-degree jump. They're going to be getting a 25-degree temperature turning down off in the great in the high plains maybe even 30 degrees when you get into nebraska the peak heating is going to be occurring in places like western missouri for tomorrow uh temperatures going into the 70s mid 70s temperatures going into the 80s when you get further down into texas mid 90s for falcon lake texas rio grande village texas this is all part of an air mass that originally was in the desert southwest and brought high temperatures between 95 and 104, 104 degrees in Death Valley, California. Uh, Phoenix, Arizona broke a record for the date back on Friday when temperatures went into the mid-90s. High cloudiness developed over the area Shabbos and Sunday. Temperatures were a little bit lower than what were forecasted. In that part of the country right now, they have the beginning of the storm system that's going to be leaving quite an impact here in the Midwest tomorrow, but especially Wednesday, Thursday. That's happening right now off into the Los Angeles area. Over an inch of rain is forecasted for tonight into tomorrow. Thunderstorms, some thunderstorms, they say this is very rare, very rare thunderstorms. The National Weather Service says some areas might see accumulating hail, accumulating small hail that's in Southern California. And when you get into Phoenix, it's not there yet. There might be areas of blowing dust this evening, maybe even more significant than that as strong southwest winds develop or possible downbursts as you have this precipitation that's falling, but it's evaporating before it touches the ground, that produces evaporative cooling and cold air falls. So you get these, even a strong winds that come down. Rain doesn't come down, it evaporated already, but you get this winds that come down and they could really uh, stir things up with the dust. Overnight, the rain will finally move in. The rain will finally be reaching the ground in the Phoenix area, probably around somewhere between one and three from some map that I saw. And then in Phoenix, Arizona, you get this cold bubble. It's really considered a piece of energy. That moves in about an hour or two before sunrise. The intensity of the precipitation is going to really pick up when that happens right around sunrise, maybe even before sunrise. There could even be some rumbles of thunder in the Phoenix area. It would be hard to believe that it's a completely widespread event in Phoenix, but they're forecasting uh, anywhere from a tenth of an inch to a half an inch. But National Weather Service says some areas around there could get three quarters of an inch. That low pressure system moves in to the high plains. The high plains 
are the is the area really the Texas Panhandle going all the way up north into South Dakota? That's the High Plains part of the Great Plains. That low pressure system starts to form at a barometric pressure of twenty nine point three or twenty nine point two, says the National Weather Service, and then it starts to intensify. Now it intensifies to twenty nine point zero, says the National Weather Service. Some of the models on these apps, the Windy app. It was showing the low pressure system intensifying to something monstrous of 28.8, according to the European model. And this is probably a different European model than what the National Weather Service has access to or what AccuWeather has access to. The real European computer model, you have to pay money, uh, significant money for it. So I don't know how this app is offering it for free, uh, but the National Weather Service model, the GFS model, that's free. It's not as good as the European model. In any case, that storm system develops. When you have a barometric pressure of 29.2, it's colliding with Arctic air. For the East Coast, that's when forecasters on AccuWeather start to forecast a foot of snow or more. That would be about 12 to 18 inches in the bullseye. This is going to be having that. Now, you know, we said the highlight really is that the temperatures are going from the 40s into the 70s in places like Louisville, Kentucky, Cincinnati, Ohio. Another highlight is also the fact that we're going to be seeing this significant snowstorm. But things have changed a lot since yesterday. Things might change again. You know, this is a very heavy rain event when you go into the, the warm side of the storm system. Quincy, Illinois, they're expecting two to three inches of rain. This is really magnificent stuff. You know, if that stuff falls as snow, 20 to 30 inches of snow. Sometimes I used to just look at how much rain they're forecasting, and then all you do is you time that by 10, and you get the bullseye for the snow. It does not work out scientifically, but it, it worked out in reality. Like it, a lot of times, just because they're getting that much moisture is available on the warm side, that doesn't mean that moisture is available on the cold side. And usually it wasn't. But somehow those forecasts ended up being accurate anyways. So this time around, if we were to do something like that, we would end up with a bullseye of 22 inches. The National Weather Service in Duluth, Minnesota, the National Weather Service there, says that things have really changed over the past 24 hours. And computer models indicate that the main moisture or the amounts of moisture on the warm side of the storm, it's mainly going to be in the warm side of the storm, much less on the cold side of the storm. Therefore, the accumulations have been adjusted downward. It still probably will be a significant event, at least eight inches, like the, or at least potential for eight inches or more for Duluth, Minnesota. 12, the 12 inches sounds good. You know, you have 29.2, the system's strengthening. They tina. Okay, we're we're saying now we're still a couple days out. Uh, we still can say we're put a foot of snow on the bottom, the bottom end of the bullseye at a foot of snow. Where the upper limit's going to be? That was something resembling what the maps were showing yesterday. Uh, we would be having really a more monstrous storm. It, some areas maybe even more than two feet, about twenty-five inches of snow. Uh, but still, keep it at that. We'll say. But it seems like right now the moisture, more moisture is going to be available on the warm side of the storm than up north. Nonetheless, a significant storm is in the forecast. Also, what we have to deal with is the potential for ice storms. Some areas, 
significant ice storm. Now, you get into Thunder Bay, Canada. We're going to switch over to the metric system, and we're going to use our system here. Four to eight inches of snow, says AccuWeather. Four to six inches of snow, says Environmental Canada. Or to put that in centimeters, 10 to 15 centimeters of snow is forecast for Thunder Bay. Yesterday, AccuWeather was saying 12 to 18 inches. So that's major difference. Uh, I think when all is said and done, though, by Thursday, they're still saying there will be a foot. It's coming in two different rounds. That's another big difference. It was going to be one big storm yesterday. Now it's two different waves. You have wave number one, four to eight inches. Wave number two, an additional several inches. You end up with a foot. Minneapolis, Minnesota looks like mostly rain. But there could be some snow at the end. And then with Thursday system, could be another inch or two of snow. So accumulations have gone now for now, gone down for now. We're going to see what happens uh, over the next 24, 48 hours. When you go over to the East Coast, all those changes which are taking place in the Midwest, that 30-degree change, 25-degree change, the East Coast is going to be getting that too. It's somewhere between 20 and 25-degree temperatures going upward from Wednesday to Thursday. And that severe weather risk moves to the mid-Atlantic area for Thursday. Thunderstorms, especially damaging wind risk. That's the highest risk. Damaging wind temperatures soar into the mid-70s. Baltimore, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, mid-70s. We have uh, Lakewood area temperatures around 70. Thunderstorms, again, New York may not make it to 70. They might not be making it to 70. may stay in the 60s, and you go further north, temperatures remain in the 60s. But still, it still does get much warmer than the rest of the days up there. Right now, you have places in Maine that are getting snow. Maine may not be one of the places that does get warm at all, actually. But you have Providence, Boston, temperatures going into the low 60s by Thursday. The seesaw weather pattern will continue, of course. You know, it is April. We've had times in the past where there was not a seesaw, despite the fact we're in the end of March, beginning of April. But it's more common to have that seesaw as winter and spring fight it out. And soon we're going to see those summer temperatures. Thank you for listening. I'm sure there are things that I missed. I'll remember about them right when I'm done here. But I wish everyone a great night.